Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Thursday, December 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at what's next for Theresa May as leader of the UK Conservative Party, signs of a thaw in US-China trade tensions boosting Wall Street, and Tencent Music's first day on the New York Stock Exchange. Then the FT's Claire Jones is here to prepare us for the European Central Bank meeting today, and she'll tell us what to expect from the end of a controversial stimulus plan. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. I'm Henry Mance, a political correspondent at the Financial Times in London. The big drama today was a ballot of no confidence in Theresa May as leader of the Conservative Party. I will contest that vote with everything I've got. That had been triggered on Tuesday by 48 of her MPs writing in and saying they had no confidence in her. No one really thought that the rebels could build up momentum. So the question was how many people would vote against her. In the end, 117 of her MPs voted against her. Is that the parliamentary party does have confidence. And that was actually towards the upper end of expectations. So she emerges from this as a slightly weakened Prime Minister, still without the votes in Parliament to get her Brexit deal through. Following this ballot, we now need to get on with the job of delivering Brexit for the British people and building a better future for this country. She goes to Brussels to meet EU leaders at a summit and she'll have to argue for what she calls legal and political reassurances about the Irish backstop, which is an insurance policy to avoid a hard border on the island of Ireland. So the the final conclusion really from um, another slightly mad day is that we don't know what the shape of the Brexit deal will be. We don't know when Theresa May will present it to Parliament and we don't know what the parliamentary arithmetic will be when she does uh, present it, but she is still leader of the Conservative Party. The pound slipped last night as investors weighed the outcome of the vote in Parliament. Later in the evening, the pound settled around 1.262 against the US dollar. That's still below the range it's been stuck in since July. And that suggests investors are still seeing signs of uncertainty around Brexit. Over on Wall Street, some positive developments on the U.S.-China trade front helped equities close slightly higher. The S&P 500 ended half a percent higher after climbing as much as 1.8 percent earlier in the day. U.S. President Donald Trump said he'd consider intervening in the case of Huawei Chief Finance Officer Meng Wanzhou. The president said he'd get involved if it helped move trade talks along. And according to a report by Reuters, China made its first major purchase of U.S. soybeans since Mr. Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping met earlier this month. Stocks were also bolstered by tame inflation data. Core consumer prices, which don't include volatile food and energy costs, edged up 2.2% year-on-year in November. And Tencent Music Entertainment debuted on the New York Stock Exchange on Wednesday. The initial public offering for the Chinese music streaming service was priced lower than expected. The shares were valued at $13 a piece. But it's still ranked at one of the largest listings in the U.S. by market value in the past few years. Tencent Music is the largest streaming service in China and one of the world's largest in terms of users. They have more than 800 million. The listing has come at a volatile time in financial markets. The IPO was put on hold during the global market sell-off in October of this year. Tencent Music shares closed 8% higher on Wednesday at $14.05. 
And that's Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, leaving a New York courthouse. He was sentenced yesterday to three years in prison. Mr. Cohen was charged with committing several crimes, including lying to Congress and tax and bank fraud. The tax and bank fraud charges relate to payoffs to two women. Payoffs, prosecutors say, were made at the direction of Mr. Trump. And here's something you might want to know more about. The European Central Bank's Governing Council meets today. And President Mario Draghi is expected to announce that he'll be bringing the bank's quantitative easing stimulus program to an end. The ECB has been buying up bonds from commercial banks in order to stimulate business activity within Eurozone countries. But it's been a controversial policy. The FT's Frankfurt bureau chief Claire Jones is here to explain why Mr. Draghi is ending the program now and what investors will be listening for when he speaks later today. So Mario Draghi first introduced quantitative easing in the Eurozone in March 2015. That was a lot later than both the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve, who by that point had been doing quantitative easing for many years. One of the reasons it came a lot later in the Eurozone is because it's been very, very controversial. And the reason it's been controversial is because you don't have one overall fiscal authority like you have in the UK or the US. You don't have a fiscal authority that's collecting taxes and also issuing bonds. You've got 19 separate member states in the Eurozone. And some of the northern member states were reluctant to engage in QE because they saw that as a sort of a bailout of the more profligate southern member states. So it was politically unpalatable in a lot of places such as Germany and the Netherlands. So Draghi really had to convince the political and economic establishment in these countries of the case for quantitative easing before he could undertake it. Now, The reason why they started to introduce it in the Eurozone is because they saw signs that markets were beginning to test their faith in the European Central Bank's ability to hit its inflation target. Now, like the Bank of England and like the Federal Reserve, it has an inflation target of around 2%. The issue was the Eurozone economy was still looking very weak. And they needed to do something to really shore up expectations that they could keep prices on track and they could boost growth. At the time it was introduced, there was a serious risk of stagflation, of seeing very low growth and very weak inflation. And I think Draghi really thought that was something that the Eurozone needed to avoid. And how successful has the stimulus been for European countries? And what about the EU economy as a whole? So I think most would widely credit Eurozone quantitative easing as being one of the driving factors behind the region's economic recovery. Last year, we saw very, very high growth and not just in the richer member states, but around the region. However, this year, just as they're pulling back QE, growth is a lot weaker than the ECB expected. So so they're pulling back at quite a tricky time. It looked as though the policy was very successful in 2017, but it hasn't quite had as much impact as people might 
have liked to have seen in 2018. Now, it's also had a big impact in lower and borrowing costs throughout the region, something that we saw in the Eurozone before QE was a lot of fragmentation between what it would cost to borrow in a member state that was judged to be riskier, such as Italy, and a member state that was judged to be safer, such as Germany. So German businesses and households could borrow at much cheaper rates. And Mr. Draghi is expected to speak today at the ECB meeting. What else will you be watching for from him? I think what people will really be watching for on Thursday is just the degree to which Draghi says, OK, we are starting to close the quantitative easing program. We're going to stop expanding it. But at the same time, we're going to leave monetary policy really stimulating in other ways. So there may be clues that the European Central Bank will leave interest rates on hold way through 2019. They also may say that they'll continue to reinvest the proceeds of quantitative easing for a few years yet. In the US, you have the Federal Reserve starting to shrink its balance sheet. It's starting to sell some of the securities that they bought under their QE purchases. We're still at a stage where they are going to want to keep the balance sheet bloated. They are going to want to reinvest the proceeds of these QE bonds that they've bought, which are now maturing for a long time yet. So markets will be keen to see just to what degree Draghi really emphasizes that. And that should be very important when you're looking at the euro dollar exchange rate. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT news briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. 